0: From WOUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Kayla McCleskey. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from Southeast Ohio. This week on The Outlet, big changes could be coming to uptown Athens to make it easier for everyone to get around.
1: As you can just tell by looking,
0: just visually, it's
1: some of the worst, like, major pedestrian intersections in, in Ohio.
0: And. Fall sports at Ohio University are showing out in early Mid-American Conference competition. These stories and more, right here on The Outlet. The city of Athens might be seeing changes to its city streets. Outlet reporter Jack Green spoke with Athens city officials about how this project could make improvements for the community.
1: It's a project long overdue. Athens is... 30 years behind where they should be. Making Uptown more welcoming for all people. Focusing on the blocks between Congress, College, Union, State, and Mill Street, the project will upgrade the city's streets and sidewalks to meet Americans with Disability Act standards. Advocates say Uptown is one of the worst areas for accessibility. As you can just tell by looking, just visually, that some of the worst, like major, pedestrian intersections and in Ohio. Mcnelly and city officials say intersections like the one at Washington and College Street are not up to ADA standards and pose a major risk for some residents. So to help reduce risks while also maintaining the city's identity, Athens Mayor Steve Patterson suggests placing brick stamped concrete. To be able to do something different and still preserve the look and feel of brick, but it's not necessarily brick by having a poured, you know, concrete, Um, Crosswalks, I think would be a great solution. Phase one of the project will also help build bump outs at crosswalks, replace street lamps and smoothen out sidewalks. McNelly and Patterson say it's important for Athens to make these changes now. It's a lot less expensive right now to get it done right than face a bunch of lawsuits uh, piecemeal to get it done later. We know where the areas of improvement are and we'll sit there and start tackling those as we look forward. Uh, It's going to be expensive, but it's, you know, absolutely important. Reporting for the outlet,
0: I'm Jack Green. Fall weather is starting to make way into southeast Ohio. We sat down with WOUB lead forecaster Emily Dietz to talk about some ways that residents in the area can prepare for the cooler weeks ahead. So Emily, fall just happened on Saturday. So what are some things that the people in Southeast Ohio can kind of expect for the next few months?
2: Yeah, so first off we started, we actually had some cloudy weather, which a lot of people associate with fall, and I, I do a lot. And That was really due to uh, tropical storm Ophelia. That kind of rolled in, giving us some cloudy weather. And now we've got a lot developing over to our west, giving us some more clouds. Uh, But for the next couple of months, actually next week, we're going to see a little bit of a rise in temperature even later this week. Uh, But that'll slowly be going back down as we move into October because, you know, the sun isn't going to be out as long, so we won't see as much uh, warm temperatures going on or anything like that. And then we're also going to be the way the planet just sort of shifts around, you know, rotating around the sun, you know, we're going to be shorter days, which is also going to be putting us tilting us away from the sun so just not as much heat as well so that's kind of what we can expect going into fall and uh, leaves will start changing here soon which I know I'm looking forward to oh
0: yeah me too and I can't wait till I go back home sooner or later and kind of go back to the pumpkin patches that we have the Mm -hmm. apple orchards being able to pick those but I mean kind of continuing off of that I know it's been We've had some pop-up showers, too. Am I correct on that?
2: Yeah, that's correct. We really started seeing them um, this past weekend. You know, Saturday was kind of nice, off and on with that cloudy weather. But Sunday, it was just really overcast. And I think Monday, that's when we started to see. I know I walk into class. I was like, that's misting outside, and that's not that fun. And then the afternoon is a bit more of a shower. But by the evening, it started to wrap up a little bit, too. But we're expecting more rain to come this week. Uh, especially on Thursday, that's looking like a full day of showers and even some possible thunderstorms going on as well, but we're not looking at anything severe, so that'll be nice. But yeah, definitely some rainy weather and that's coming off of a hot week as well. I mean, just two weeks ago, especially when school started for us, we were looking at a hot week and I know I didn't really particularly enjoy that. So having this kind of cooler weather and especially that rain cooled air, it's really a good and good way to end September and roll into October here soon.
0: Yeah. And then speaking of hurricanes, what are the top hurricane names for next season, actually? Yes,
2: yeah, so we were looking at that earlier, and I think one of my favorite ones has to be Debbie. I mean, <laughs> uh, that was just a goofy name for me, and Milton especially. I just Those names are just really, really characteristic, you know? So we'll see uh, if those get used at all next year. I'm sure they will. We see a lot of tropical storms pop up, and that's usually when they get their names. But I don't know if you've gotten the chance to take a look, take a look at the list at all. And see any ones that really just really pop out to you and that you kind of particularly enjoy either.
0: I think Oscar is really just that's one really. of those, and maybe Joyce is a good one. Kirk, that's yeah, that's a good one too.
2: Classic. Yeah, so it's really interesting too with these names is typically we see those earlier names with the A's, B's, and C's. Those typically aren't associated with those major hurricanes that we see just because they're so early in the season and not a lot of time to develop because peak hurricane season actually happens in September, um, those fall seasons, since you have a little bit of a warm ocean in the beginning of the summer. June 1st marks that beginning of hurricane season. Uh, So the Oceans aren't at their peak heat yet. I mean, they're still warm enough that you can have that sort of uh, system moving about, but then they really start to warm up since you have a lot of that summertime heat to really develop, and that's why we see so many of these major storms happen uh, in the later part of the alphabet or middle to late part part of the alphabet um, with those warmer ocean currents going as well. So September and October is typically peak for those times.
0: Ohio University fall sports are starting to find their groove into MAC play. Sports Director Aiden Crowley and Associate Sports Director Maria Manessi, join us now to talk Bobcat football, soccer, and volleyball. So Aiden, I'm going to start with you. OU just went to BG over the weekend. You and Maria were both there. Kind of tell me about how that game went.
3: Well, Caleb, head coach Tim Alvin called it one of the most impressive and dominant first halves he's ever seen in his time at Ohio football. And that's a guy who's been around the program for a while. So you know when someone says something like that, you had a pretty good day in the office. I mean, they went out there and set the tone early. They ended the first half up thirty-one to nothing. They ended up coasting to a thirty-eight to seven victory, and it was all sides of the ball. I mean, the defense came out as they have been the entire year, just causing mayhem. Uh, Key Thompson had a seventy-one yard scoop and score in this game. Curtis Rourke throwing two touchdowns for fifty in his career. I mean, anything that could go right for this Ohio Bobcat team went right. And when speaking with Key Thompson after the game, I asked him what kind of message this sends to the rest of the Mac when you go out there and you win the way you did against another Mac East team on the road to start Mac play. And he just said that this isn't the same Ohio Bobcats. They're coming in with a mission and nothing's gonna get in their way. And right now it doesn't look like anything can get in their way. It's one of those moments where it feels like an immovable Force is just coming down this max schedule and they'll have to wait a week. You know, I know those guys are eager, but they have a bye week coming up. So we'll get the guys healthy. Hopefully, some guys got banged up at BG. Um, but overall, just an extremely dominant victory, Maria.
4: Yeah, you mentioned Key Thompson, Aiden. He's one of the defensive leaders for Ohio. Um, a defense that forced four takeaways at BG. Um, just really exciting. It felt like so much was happening, um, especially in that first half that you had mentioned. There was. Both offense and defense just was rolling for them. It's really exciting, especially with what they were able to do the week prior against Iowa State, holding them in the run game, just what they've been able to do um, early in the season. It's just really, really exciting for them. They've been super dominant.
3: Yeah, f- through these first five weeks, Maria, you kind of mentioned it. it. It felt like the offense hasn't really – gotten going, at least the way we saw them last year. Obviously, a little bit of that is attributed to the injuries that they've experienced. Mm-hmm. Curtis Rourke has missed a couple games. Sam Wiglus has been out. Jacoby Jones has been out. You, you feel like you haven't gotten your guys on the field together quite yet, but the defense is picking up the slack. Caleb, the most this defense has allowed points-wise this season is 20, and that's in a game where Ohio coughed the ball up three times, putting their defense in not a great position position. So they've just been playing out of their minds to start this year. And now you kind of see the offense starting to come along. Miles Cross said it felt like for the first time they were kind of clicking a little bit. And once those two get on the same page, if the defense can continue the momentum they have been and the offense can get back up to where they were last season, it's going to be scary for the rest of the MAC. And I think that they have a mission, like we said, on that December 2nd game in in Detroit in what should be a very, very, very good MAC championship uh, and a chance to claim one for the first time since 1968. That's on the horizon, but you gotta take care of what's in front of you first.
0: Yeah, and speaking of what's coming up first, Maria, I'm gonna ask you, what is up next for this Bobcat football team?
4: Yeah, so like Ada mentioned earlier, they have the week off, um, it's their bye week. Then they'll shift their focus to next week where they'll host Kent State for their homecoming, October 7th, which is super exciting. Homecoming in Athens, always a good time. And I know the team's looking forward to that. Head coach Tim Alvin's already talked about it. Um, Just having all the fans there and just bringing the success that they've seen back to Peden Stadium. Just really, really exciting time.
3: It's also a chance for them to bounce back in a big way against a Kent State team that beat them last year in overtime. I know that kind of stung <laughs> for them. Their one MAC loss of the season came on the road. It's not the same Kent State team that we saw from last year. They're losing a lot of different parts. The most notable transfer that they had, Dante Cephas going over to Penn State University and doing his thing there. Um, so Kent State kind of take a step back, but that doesn't mean anything for this Ohio team. They still just have to beat. The opponent that's in front of them and like Maria mentioned October 7th that's the Kent State Golden Flashes.
0: So now to transition over to soccer they just started their conference play a few weeks ago they lost to Kent State first but they got their first win against Buffalo. Maria I'm going to go to you first with the one and one record they have right now are we kind of guessing the same trend over the season or do you think that they're going to start to pick up the pace with conference play?
4: Um, I think that, obviously, the game against Kent State is always big for Ohio. A couple years ago, obviously, it was a draw for them and just a big game, and I think going on the road and winning at Buffalo was big. Just getting them back on track, like you mentioned, I think for non-conference play, just looking a little bit back, um, that kind of prepared them a little bit. They played some tough opponents. They went to Ohio State, played James Madison to end that, and I think they just kind of learned a lot about the team. Just a lot of talent is on the team, so I think just seeing what they're able to do with the first two games and just kind of get off to start. But, yeah, they'll travel to Northern Illinois on Thursday, so just seeing what they're kind of able to do this young in MAC play. But I think the non-conference play helps them kind of shape that as well.
3: Yeah, I think this is a team that you'll see get – Better as the season progresses. They're young right now, and I think a little bit of that inexperience is showing in spots, particularly in getting the ball into the back of the net. Uh, When speaking with head coach Aaron Rodgers post game, he always just wants them to be more aggressive on that final play, that final finisher to get points. Because right now, this defense has been holding their own. It's just kind of been a struggle. They're generating a lot of looks, they just haven't been able to finish it. And I think a little bit comes with the inexperience, and I think as the season kind of progresses, we'll see that side of the ball get to where it needs to go but that Buffalo game was electric for the Bobcats obviously the goal in the first half but then in the waning moments of the match a penalty kick uh for Buffalo and it's saved by uh the Bobcats in a big win and it's their first road win of the season so far so it's good that they were able to get away from Chessa get a victory and gain some confidence and bring it back as you mentioned the rest of the MAC schedule kind of shakes out
0: so now to talk about OU volleyball Maria they had a huge game Tuesday night what can you kind of tell us about that
4: yeah Ohio volleyball got their first sweep in the convo this season against Kent State just a a midweek game for them just one game against Kent State actually um really exciting for them they Caitlin O'Farrell had 14 kills she's always killing it out there um she's continuing to lead the Bobcats this season um but it just seems like they're kind of finding their flow when head coach Jeff Carlson explaining post game, just that's a big thing that he's kind of um, told them just when in that third set, just finding ways to finish, I think, has been um, their biggest thing. just as this Mac Play begun, they split their series with Akron over the um, weekend. So just kind of finding um, their flow with things, but yeah, a big win for them in the combo.
3: Yeah, that was one of the things I took away from Carlson's words after the match. He said that this team feels like they are ready to win. They just have to get there. And one of the things he said was winning is hard. You know, people take it for granted a lot, but finding a way to put a team away is really hard. And I think this volleyball team is learning that. And as we saw on Tuesday night, they kind of figured it out a little bit, maybe. And Caitlin O'Farrell maybe was the answer because, like Maria mentioned, she's a beast all the time on the court. Um, so we'll be interested to see if they can continue that momentum and continue to find ways to win Um, and that will set them apart in Mac play
4: yeah and a big series on the 29th and 30th with Buffalo which is what they look ahead to next I know Caitlin had talked about that a little post game too it's a big series for them Um, obviously traveling to Buffalo is not going to be easy but they know that they need to be ready for that series this weekend
0: That's all we have for you this week. Thanks for joining us. The outlet is produced each week by me, Kayla McCleskey. We're edited by Teach Bidia, Aaron Payne, and David Forster. Adam Richards, our technical assistant, and our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Enjoy our show? Tell a friends to give us a listen. They can subscribe to the outlet on SoundCloud or Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts, or find us online at W O U B. Dot o-r-g they can follow us on twitter at outlet underscore w-o-u-b and instagram at newswatch underscore w-o-u-b we'll be back next week with more stories from southeast ohio